Hanyong, and welcome to Hallie Jupu, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Rave. This is episode 53. God dang it, Bobby! Enjoy! Nachos amigos, and welcome to a special little mini episode of Hallyu Juku. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my friend, my confidant, my tag team partner, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? Hello. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> uh, and for this little special mini episode, we have brought on a guest. As invited uh, by T2T2 and suggested, <laughs> we have none other than Nesh Complex himself, Bryce Castillo. How you doing, Bryce? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, we're here to just hang out, talk about a little bit of some headlines and uh, East Asian pop culture. As I ask you, Bryce, what experience have you had? What is your kind of your relationship and your favorite things of an East Asian pop culture-wise? Sure. Uh, I mean... In middle school, and I feel like a lot of people got into it this way, but, uh, just those Kingdom Hearts commercials that they wouldn't yes. fucking stop playing, um, was like the, the trigger, you know, yeah. on all that yeah. stuff. Um, and so I, I've kind of been into J-pop pretty much since then. I mean, for a long time. Um, and not, not, I think I, I focus a lot on like female groups and female soloists. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh and that that's that's been pretty much it. I I kind of consider myself a little selfish. I will listen I will find a, an album or an artist I like and then just stick with it uh yeah. forever and not really expand. <laughs> yes. Uh so we 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 have a headline that we're going to finish off with uh that you had actually posted on became the inspiration for cuz we already knew about it but it became the inspiration for bringing you on on. But we're going to talk about a few other headlines here. Uh, first of all, uh, Stan Lee does Guillaume for Clara. What is life even? Um, so Clara, an actress, uh, that I imagine you're not aware of, Clara Lee, to be exact. Uh, she's an actress, uh, kind of media personality, uh, somebody who was on a regular cast member on SNL Korea, uh, all around kind of, uh, very vivid personality around, uh, Korea. She recently, for I don't know whatever reason, uh, decided to release the sequel to the Guillaume song. Um, Bryce, I have to ask you, what, have you ever heard Which of Guillaume? you also need to explain. Nobody's ever <laughs> yeah, heard of Yeah, I also don't know what Guillaume is. Okay, so Guillaume uh, was, so, was, was a, like this little electro pop song, like kind of almost like this, uh, bit, uh, bit tune, uh, what was it? No, no, what's it? Bit tune? Bit, 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 I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think I got the right, bit tune? Is that the term? What are you trying to say? I don't, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it was, it was a track that spawned kind of a, 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 a specific little cute dance that appeared on all the variety shows, which is the Guillaume. Uh, and it is specifically, uh, and we can see as, uh, demonstrated by none other than Stan Lee. Uh, which is, uh, one plus one so, is yeah, Guillaume. It, Two plus it's the two like <laughs> grossest, cutest. Like it's it's one of those things. If you saw a little kid do it, you're like, oh, that's pretty fucking cute. Then you then you see it on TV and your favorite pop star does it, and you're like, all right, it, it, 
that's cool. And then your grandmother does it as a Christmas party. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I I saw this article and I didn't under I didn't know who what Guillaume or Clara was so I watched the video of Stan Lee doing it and I was like okay this will probably explain what it is I have more questions now yeah I have more questions about what a Guillaume is yeah. so it's so. one of those things where like you'll you'll see like you'll see a variety show and they'll be doing like a bunch of different stuff and then somebody will be like oh do Guillaume and you'll see the person who has to do it like you fucking serious right now like. <laughs> Right. So it's played out, is what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. At this point, it's a little bit, but it's kind of, it's still fun to kind of make somebody do that, like on a on a variety show, as kind of like a test, you know, especially yeah. ones with headed by like comedians who like to kind of put the idols on the spot. So, literally speaking, for those that don't know, it is basically you're going, uh, one, you go, uh, you know, one plus one, and then. You Guillaume, you do kind of doing one plus one, one, plus one two plus two, three plus two. And then you do whatever cute. You do whatever cute. And then three plus three, you can do this. It's a variety for four, five plus five, so until you get to six. And then it's. Guillaume! Yeah, it's. it's huh. Stanley's, Stanley's version is pretty. Is, seems, it seems like a thing, an easy thing to learn. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's also one of those things you see Stanley do it and you're like, Grandpa, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> People are looking. You're embarrassing me in the rest yes. of our country. <laughs> yes. And, and it makes me wonder, how did Clara get Stanley to do it? <laughs> like, like, what? Where Anybody will do anything for money. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, true. But no, well, okay, no. Not so much how, obviously, you know, he did it for money or they, they, he'll do anything for like a buck. He'll, he'll, uh, appear at any convention, whatever. I'm just wondering the logistics, the literal logistics. Like, what were the steps that happened? Like, how did she meet up with someone Stanley? from her camp? Had to have called someone from his camp, right? Or did yeah. they? Did someone just call him directly? Is Stanley you know, a guy I, you just call directly? He, here's what happened in my mind, right? Stanley was in Korea to promote the Avengers, right? Uh, and she was like on the red carpet doing interviews and she was like, what's the stupidest thing you've done for money? And he's like, I don't know, you know, be in the Hulk movie. And she's like, I think we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was a dare? It was a dare of us. Yeah. Yes. Like it's almost kind of like a, a challenge, you know, the ridiculous challenge, uh, like infinite challenge, you know, let's see what we can get Stanley to do. Uh, and of course there's a, there's an adorable picture of the two of them, uh, hugging it on her Instagram. Uh, and, and, and of course the, the song, if you, if you guys checked out the, the song, it's, <laughs> it's unnecessary, it's cute, but unnecessary. Like, why did we necessarily need to do a sequel to Guillaume song? We really didn't. Uh, but at the end of the video, they do kind of, re- Redeem it a little when they actually obviously show that they're, they're just clowning. They're just doing something fun and ridiculous for fun. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Stanley. I love you, Stanley. Alright, speaking of, uh, cringing, uh, Bobby schools us on hip hop and defines his thug rapper background for Arena. <laughs> God damn it. So our boy Bobby, uh, for now, soon to be a day, viewing under the group Icon. Uh, from YG, mm-hmm. uh, yep. kind of comprising of many of the Team B guys and, uh, Bobby, uh, of course, recently putting in together a really cool, uh, contribution to, uh, Epic Eyes Born Hater, uh, putting out some other cool material. 
uh, impressing really well. You know, had a song with uh, Hai Suhyun. Uh, had an interview with Arena where he uh, goes ahead and talks about his uh, his experience and history with hip hop. Um, so so many things in there are, are glorious, including that he chooses his name for, because of Bob Marley. <laughs> um, you, you know what I love about this? It's the fact that that Bryce, our guest, having no knowledge of who Bobby is read it and still went, made me cringe a little bit. Yeah. And me, <laughs> having championed this boy and being like, oh, Bobby, king of the idol rappers, here to fucking actually make pretty boy rappers look good, like, besides looking good, which is what they generally do. Like, actually, like, be legitimate. And then you read the article and you go, god damn it, how did you win a rap contest? How? <laughs> uh, also, Bobby showed how I passionate, why he's passionate about hip hop when presented with other fake dogs in the industry. It's like, did you become a YG trainer because of you, because you wanted to do hip hop? Is it, I originally just had the vague notion of wanting to do music, not necessarily hip hop or rap. <laughs> uh, at the time, I didn't know enough about the hip hop genre in a professional sense. You know, it's like, uh, did you come to realize the appeal of hip hop after becoming a trainee? After coming to the company, I began to see how cool it was by listening to a lot of music and exchanging songs with B.I. Uh, I originally just tried to copy a lot of foreign rappers. <laughs> okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which is not uncommon, <laughs> which is understandable. It, it is that one I'm, I'm going to give him a slight pass on. Because media begets media. Media inspires media. Nothing is truly original. I mean, we all have our heroes. So, but, okay, so I'm new to the K-pop scene. Uh... And he, so he was a, a trainee, right? Which means he's like, yeah, exactly YG, he was like one of the many trainees. So, uh, every entertainment agency or label is also at the same time a entertainment school. <laughs> they kind of mm-hmm. have all of their own farm system. It's like baseball. So they have their yeah. trainees that are under them, uh, training and kind of learning and they could be called up in a group or singular or, uh, at any given time, depending on how ready they are. Uh, so, so how long, how long has it been since he debuted or from? He still hasn't uh, taken a step actually up. debuted yet. Technically, uh, here's here's Bobby's career in a quick nutshell. Right? Sure. They grouped a bunch of boys because they wanted to to put out another boy group. He mm-hmm. ended up in the team B versus team A situation. Team A won. Yeah. They became yeah. the new popular boy group. Uh, the team B kind of became the bench guys. They were like, we're going to keep you around. We're probably going to send you back to your parents. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and then there was this more under, more meant to shine for underground rappers reality show that Korea had where it was very like, let's take all the like cool Korean rappers that everybody thinks are actually good rappers because they are and like, mm-hmm make them like be like okay that guy's good that guy's good a very american idol for rap kind of thing Ah. so they decided hey let's send these two kids to that thing and see how they do or whatever and then they got extraordinarily popular from the tv thing yeah yeah because he he kind of yeah he actually did really really good or whatever and kind of impressed the stage of like real Korean rappers or whatever. Um, 
So his little thing skyrocketed from that, and they let him do a bunch of other stuff. And then now he actually has a group that they're going to premiere, which is known as Icon, which I think at this point is kind of dumb to like hide him in a group when he's already shown that like he's better than everybody in which he's in the group with. But that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> so now we get to the point where like he's famous enough to do interviews, and then he says stupid shit. Yes. Okay, so... Um, uh, Oh, you were saying first? Yes. Because all of his responses read as someone who is still very fresh in, yes. in, yeah, in industry, right? He's, he's, a little, he's a little too, oh, yeah, a little too open, a little too honest with an interviewer, yes. right? I mean, he, 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 ba- further down in the interview, he's basically like, uh, yeah, I kind of want to start writing my own lyrics, which is a very, like, bad, bad thing to say. But at first, it's right. expected of him, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he's, he mentioned there's that. Also, there's there's also, also the other thing. In the, in the system that he's in, which is the YG, which is the, the try hard, um, system, as <laughs> right. we like to call it, the, 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 they want so hard to be bad boy <laughs> in the nineties group. Yeah, like that, that's but, their label. Like their, their fucking CEO thinks he's P. Diddy in the nineties, like in the heyday, like, yes. <laughs> and acts like it too. Yeah, um, so generally in the groups, there's one guy who's like the godsend, the like messiah who comes down to earth and gets to do everything cool, which is write the lyrics, compose the music and do all the other shit while all the other boys are there to look pretty and make him look good. Um, uh, and in his group, unfortunately it's BI who generally tends to make himself look like an idiot. Um, (laughs) But it, it's the the kid Bi who he mentions a lot in that article, um, yeah. because Bi is the person who gets to write all the songs and do all the cool shit or whatever. So when he's talking about I want to write my own lyrics, he's saying in the sense that within that group, that's Bi's job. And one day I I, I dream to ascend to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get to to the real meat of this. Uh, uh... <laughs> Where he decides to go ahead and uh, define hip hop for us, uh, so it's like, what about it specifically? It's like, it's cool because it's honest without putting, you know, what is it about it specifically? Well, first, it has a manly charm, um, just rawness. There is no embellishment to it. Interviewer, it's cool because it is honest without pretending or trying too hard. I'm trying too hard. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's what I like about it. There is an aura to it, even if when it's just there without doing anything. I keep falling deeper into it because of that. Hip hop isn't just music. It has a culture. Like when you're simply hanging out with your friends and high five each other, that's hip hop. For example, waking up in the morning and going to school without showering, that's hip hop too. It's just raw. <laughs> the worst of all answers. <laughs> the very worst of all answers that could have possibly be given to what it, it what define hip hop. The worst. It, it, it's, it's no embellishment. It's, it's high fives and not showering. The worst possible answers. It's like, oh, dang it, Bob. God dang it, Bobby. You know what, Petey? <laughs> I'm still going to champion Bobby because Zyko is the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, is it, is it, is he's still he's still a good rapper and he's still good at what he does. He's really talented and he's he has a lot of promise. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, no, sometimes... I'll take 
I'll take Bobby Stupid over Zico's Super Try Hard any day. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, that's something Z-I-Code. else we'll have to tell you about one day, Bryce. Tough <laughs> cooker. Uh, what happens, about tub what happens when you take the prettiest of, of Korean boys who's known for, for doing all that and he goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to make my own rap song. And everybody's like, all right, cool, whatever. And then he goes fucking 50 cent on you. And you're like, boy, what's he doing making those gun sounds at me up? Right. Didn't you, what In the video you premiered in last week, you had makeup mm-hmm. on. In this video, you're throwing cookies at me. There's a weird thing that just happened. Disconnect. Disconnect. Yeah. Because I know you had eye makeup on in that last video. You had on fucking pink rouge and shit. If I can just uh, sw- get a butter knife and swipe off, swipe off some BB cream off of you and just get, use it for myself. You know, goddamn. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't do that cross. You can't, no, you don't go from NSYNC to 50 Cent in yeah, a week. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I think the, the in conclusion, in conclusion, God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, Bobby. God, I still like Bobby. It's, yeah, it's I still, still like Bobby. Still my boy. I still, but, I'm still hoping for good things from uh, Icon, and we're, and uh, just like we were kind of getting some good things from Winter, as we discussed uh, in these you know, year-end shows that we're in the middle of this week. Uh, we just but, you just need somebody to teach Bobby how to interview. That's all. Yes, yes. That's the, all. the PR guys need to to to, to kind of get a hold of them. You know, uh, knowing YG, they probably fired the the fucking media people, and we're like, no, nah, we got this. And now they're yes. like. Shit! <laughs> Somebody right. called the media guy back. Alright, speaking, alright, so, moving on to, uh, speaking of, uh, icons in, uh, hip hop, Korean hip hop icons, uh, Yoon Mi Rae sues, uh, song, you sue Sony over song usage in the interview, so let's remember Payday. Uh, so Sony had a big kerfuffle with the interview, uh, it's been discussed to le- at length, uh, in other shows that are better than ours and have better, more interesting people than us. Uh, you know, that whole thing. Uh, but the latest mm-hmm. thing is something that strikes closer to us, which was, uh, Yumire and Feel Good Music, Yumire aka Tasha, Lady T, uh, Feel Good Music are suing Sony Pictures and DFB, uh, DFSB Collective. For using a song "Payday" without permission, uh, which was interesting because uh, somebody had posted on Reddit like the live performance of "Payday" and saying, "Oh, cool, P- Payday, the song that was on interview." I was like, "Hey, cool, you know, she's getting her song on on a, a well-known movie. You know, no matter what I think about the movie, hey, she's gonna get a little bit of exposure. This is really cool. You know, people are gonna know about her." And then I found out about this, I and I was like, only, "I was." I think it's the only K-pop song in that movie. I watched it the yeah. other day. I think it's the only the, one. Like, yeah. Yeah, K-pop. Yeah, the only song that's in in there. Uh, it's very used in a very specific scene. Uh, but we find out that uh, they they didn't quite ask for permission <laughs> to use the song. Apparently, at least according to allegations by uh, Tasha's camp and Feel Good Music. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is this is some some bullshit. <laughs> if it's true. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys is think? There, is there intent at this point just to piss off all of Korea? 
It's like, like <laughs> you're like, all right, we did the north. Like now we got to piss off the south. <laughs> Like, is it is it like is it's like a that real thing. like that hardcore root in just like Sony's history of Japan and not yes. seeing it <laughs> conquer Korea and they're just like fucking Koreans like God damn it we're gonna figure out a way to fuck them over it's like yeah you know what first of all we're gonna fucking blame them for hacking our movie and then second of all we're gonna steal music from the south bam. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got uh, a question about this I've got a question about this because I feel like I I can tell what happened. Yes. Okay. Is DFSB Collective her label? No, no. Uh, DFSB Collective, I think, is whatever is going on with. Uh, I don't feel good. Music I think it's is the label. it's the music whoever they used for Sony. Yeah, like the company. Okay. Somebody else. The company. I might have to do with uh oh South Korean agency specialization specializing in the distribution of K-pop songs worldwide. See, uh, I think uh, I think what happened is because this happens a lot. It really does happen a lot where musicians who are on labels or have distribution agencies don't need the agencies don't need their permission to let to put songs in music to put songs in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it happens without their control and, and their say because that gets in the way of the process and it slows everything down. So I I I really would not be surprised if that is exactly what happened where yeah. DSSB said uh, DSSB are the people that sponsor the Korean South by Southwest portion of South by Southwest. Yes. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, because um, I mean, this happened this year with uh, Dead Mouse and Disney. Where Disney used a Dead Mouse song in a video or something, and Dead Mouse got all upset, and Disney was like, "Hey, your record label at the time, Ultra, gave us the rights because they actually own the permissions, not you, dude." Yeah, so, it, it I happened. Disney was still mad because they couldn't sue him over the helmet. You <laughs> 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 little bitch, we'll find a way to get you. Like that's all this ever is. It's like, oh, you got over that one time, and we'll fucking fuck you in the fuck when I get a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Human Rights Agency Feel Good Music said on December 26th that there were initial discussions for using Payday in the movie, but at some point the discussions ceased, and we assumed that it would not follow through. However, after the movie was released, they, we learned that the track had been used without permission, legal procedure, or contracts. Uh, yeah, so this seems like exactly what Bryce had. So initially they went to the artist and the label mm-hmm. and were like, yeah, we want to use your music. And they were like, all right, well, you know, how about this? And they were like, I don't know about that. And then somebody else was like, hey, you could just use those guys. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> like we're going to go talk to those kids over there. Like, you're assholes. Yeah. And, and right now, I think the interview is only available in America. I don't think you can even rent it outside of like in Canada or anything, which I think oh, is yeah. a part of it. Is if DFSB said we we can give you the rights for a you know North America distribution, that could be exactly as much as they wanted right now. Yeah, it yeah. Could be. Uh, and of course, there's also the fact that uh, Yumi Ray. Well, all of them are Yumi Ray and uh, the label head. I think. He's the label head, Tiger JK. I don't know if he's he's at the top of the label. I don't know if it's like his label, but uh, oh, both of them are American kids. The type of the label. Uh, both of them are are American, uh, in American citizens, and they do manage their stuff over here. They imagine so. Uh, you know, Tasha. Tasha. It, it's going to be a whole legal bag of cats, but 
But yeah, Tasha, cool. cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah, she will. And, 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 you know, this is, but it, I, I still think it's not cool. Not cool, bro. Not cool, bro. And I'm going to stand with, with Tasha all day. All day or a day. Tasha <laughs> Nuna. Uh, but now, speaking of, uh, legality, uh, get to our, our headline, our main event headline, uh, the one we kind of, we brought on, uh, Bryce where I know he did, he did research for more than either of us did. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly because we are familiar with the group and we kind of had a little bit of a, a, a knowledge about the group and a little, I, I think I read some information on this law they're uh, talking about. But yeah, femme get political support dance is not a crime. Uh, so there is currently a law. I don't know if those people, if people out there are aware. There's a currently a, a law in Japan that says that dancing in public buildings past midnight is illegal. It's a law that was passed in 1948 uh, called the Business Affecting Public Moral- Morals Regulation Law. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds lame, and it is lame. It's one of those old-timey laws that you can't re- believe, like, are real. And it sounds like a law, like, we hear, like, crazy laws in different states that nobody really enforces but are like are on the books so you can kind of technically say it's a wacky law that's on the books except that here it's actually constantly enforced uh to the detriment of a lot of people a lot of businesses are affected by this like a lot of clubs and a lot of uh you know uh rock clubs and a lot of different music venues and uh, you know dance clubs are affected by this law you kind of have to finagle and uh, worm their way through the system to try to stay afloat and stay in business. And Femme, our girls, our homegirls, you know, the, the queens of J-pop, as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say they're up there. I'd say they're up there. They're up there. Uh, yeah. Femme. Like, the soldiers. As, as the soldiers. Goddamn. Uh, oh, I can't think of her name. The, the head soldiers, the generals. The, the generals in the front lines of Cape, of J Pop. Yeah. Uh, Cause the queen will and forever will be, uh, uh, goddamn, uh, oh my fucking she's, god. Kiari Pami Pami Ooh, is the ruler of the world. Yes. Kiari Pami Pami, yes. Uh, she, oh, really? Lets, okay. We have to have a separate discussion about that. Ooh. She's world ruler. Kiari Pami Pami. She's our overlord. <laughs> uh, but Femme, uh, <laughs> our girls, foreign, a, a Far East mannequin, uh, mentioned mannequins. Uh, who we've talked about, uh, many times. I actually put out a cool video. Extensively. Extensively. Cool. Put out a cool video called Dance is Not a Crime where you can see them in a, in a public bathhouse, uh, dancing to their, to their jam, their banger, uh, fuck boys get money. Uh, and it, it's pretty rad. <laughs> I still love that song. Yeah, I love The that. anthem, the motherfucking anthem. It's the anthem. Song. Turn up. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the, the classic turn up anthem, uh, right there. Uh, dancing like, it is a really cool thing that somebody's doing this. I imagine there's going to be more to this. Somebody's doing, and it's a very important thing to do, especially for businesses, for clubs and things like that. Uh, what did you guys think of, of dance is not a crime? I mean, it's a, it's a, I think it's a silly law, but it's one of those things. It's really going to be hard for them to fight because Japan is still really run by the old people. It's the same problems we have here with those old, like, person. <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> it's conservative. It's a conservative yes, culture. All the conservative people laws of like, you know, no noise after 8 p.m. when I'm trying to sleep, like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just one of those things. It doesn't make sense in modern culture, but to the old people who still run the country, it, it makes sense. Um, and it, in their mind, there is a reason that it exists. There is a reason that it's a thing. But to the younger, more party induced culture, it's like, bro, I left the house at 1130. Like, <laughs> you expect me to not want to like party out? At- well, like, no, I'm not done. I just got here. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, I also, I also now envision in my head, like, like the old kind of, um, days where alcohol was illegal and you had like the little push button things that would make the bar disappear that like people are dancing and you push easy. a button and seats, seats fly up under them so that they're not dancing anymore. Cops come in and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I do enjoy this, the music of this song. Yes. Indubitably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's and it, it seems like even at some level the government was was uh open to making these changes as they prepare for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Um but I guess because the uh lower house dissolved. Yeah. Uh, uh earlier the bill is not just tabled, it's gone all of the progress that had been made this past year or so uh is just gone yeah, yeah. uh it, it was just a huge bummer and uh not just gonna we were talking about kind of uh, all the club kids are, are you know gonna be bummed out it is a, a huge deal for a lot of businesses you know it's a it, it affects the yeah. economies you know people trying to start you know businesses trying to do something that they they enjoy uh it's an economical, it's an economy thing. It's, you know, it's a, a job thing. It's, yeah, uh, how do you expect super... the young budding Yakuza to run a nightclub when they can't <laughs> allow people to dance and drink? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it seems like at least up until a couple of years ago, it was almost like a, uh, like a, not very enforced law, like something yeah. that was kind of yeah. just uh, technically illegal, but I, but nobody really had an issue with it until yeah. uh, I guess there was a murder in 2010 that yeah. sort of uh, sprung back up into enforcement. But uh, it still it still just seems so risky to have this ridiculous law that treats dance clubs the same as strip clubs and casinos. Yeah, uh, it's it's. It's uh, it, it's a little it's a little yeah it's a little heavy handed like it's like super heavy handed mm-hmm. in so many ways it, it uh it's unfortunate because you kind of it, it's a little misguided you know there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of ways to kind of uh deal with certain things you know that they're trying to fight against without you know being so kind of draconian about it uh. And it's, it's just super silly. Like it, like I said, it's a, it's a law that almost, you know, it, it's, it almost feels like one of those, like, Hey, did you know in Wisconsin, you can't poke a duck in the butt after 12 PM, you know, uh, on, 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 on weekdays, you know, <laughs> but yeah. 
but it's it's real and it's out there and and hopefully this does something and i always love seeing more from fam i got i i did kind of get excited when i saw this thinking that we were gonna get a we were gonna get a new single <laughs> just like dancing on our car like whoa this 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 is the new jam I'm, I'm hyped and then i saw the video i was like oh okay Man, they dropped a whole album and more music videos than that album had. Oh yeah, no, songs. that's what we were saying. We were like, we were like, oh okay, it's this group, and they dropped like two music videos, pretty cool. Then we we're like, all right, then they dropped seven more. Okay, mm. like, what? Okay, Hold and on. then they just and kept man, going. How many? How many songs can you put on an album again? Like, all right, <laughs> is there a DVD box set that comes with this? Like, all right. Oh man, I hope so. I hadn't seen anything about a physical release at all. No, yeah, but it's all on the YouTube. What's on and iTunes, I, I, which for J-pop is, is ridiculous in the internet well, itself. Well, it's not J. Well, no. Because a lot yeah, of well, stuff ends up on iTunes sometimes. Some stuff. I got, I got to look yeah. it up. I, you know what? I, I got to learn to type in uh in, in Japanese. Because I imagine they just what they don't do is romanize things. <laughs> I think that's you know, the issue. Some of it they do. And some, some of it, it's do. romanized weird. Yeah. It's like yeah. strange. It's not what you would consider like... You or I would consider the correct romanization. Yeah. So it, it it's it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to do better. I'm gonna have to reflect on my mistakes. I'm sorry. It's like there's there's an AKB album that's probably like roses and flowers, and then the American title is AKB. That's okay. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? That doesn't. How does it get? All right, whatever. I'm gonna buy it. It's like no doubt, it's gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna yeah. be good. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, hopefully, uh, this does some good out there for this, uh, and. I mean, anytime you put any of those things in a public eye, especially with somebody gaining as much worldwide, you know, garnish as, garnish? As Femme is, um, you know, the, it, it, it will be one of those things that it will at least get somewhat talked about, but remember, this is Japan and, they, 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 they're kind of born with that. They kind of grow into that stick in the butt, you know? All the more yeah. Japanese folks, they got that big old stick in their butt. Yeah. Also, and the dance is not a crime movement. It seems to also be backed by Torquemall, which yeah. is a mysterious, uh, collective. I, of... Which I thought was just, uh, was just a compilation that just existed. <laughs> and I didn't know it was like a movement or a label. Uh, yeah, like... it's, it's a, it, it, I, I guess, it's not defined by specific people, right? There's not, you can't, you go to the site and there's no like profile page, right? Um, like there, there's one of the videos on, on their site where it's, um, it shows one of their events and it actually might be their dance is not a crime event from, uh, November. Um, but there's literally seven DJs at the booths. There are seven, there are like over seven CDJs set up and then four bootwork dancers in front of them dancing for a crowd. It's a very strange collective on a very strange, uh, a very strangely positioned on a, on Amro Namie's solo label. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they seem to be a big part of Dance is Not a Crime, which is good because dance, because Twerkamal seems to be street level Tokyo DJs, which is yeah. exactly the population that this shit affects. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also when changing laws, I think you need a better name than Twerk them all when going <laughs> up against old Japanese men. Yeah. <laughs> like they might be into it. They might be into it. Well, yeah, this is the same, this is the same country. They go into, that the, has, they go into the uh, diet. I mean, glitter and shit. Like, yes, I support dance is not a crime. Right. 
Gotta go. I've got a meeting in an alley. Yes. I've got a, I've <laughs> yeah. got a meeting at a, at I have a, a room. I have a cuddle meeting in a few minutes. <laughs> the maid cafe. I've got, I'm, I'm gonna go meet some colleagues at this uh, maid cafe. <laughs> and uh, I have to go cut the ribbon on that new cat cafe. Yeah. I won't Which go to cat cafe. I, don't, I know, right? <laughs> In Korea, there's dog cafes too. <gasps> yeah. There's also dog bird cafes. A much better idea than a cat cafe. I'm gonna say it. That's my hot take. <laughs> yeah. More excitement. It feels more upbeat in a dog cafe. Yeah. Dogs are so more, so much more friendly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but these are Japanese cats we're talking about. So they have like little suits on, I'm assuming, and they like uh, serve tea. That is adorable. Purple wigs and give you magical powers. Exactly. Yeah, that's more adorable. That, that, that is how it works in Japan, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. Like they're all more or less anthropomorphic, and they dress in, in costumes, uh, and they speak perfect Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe sometimes uh, really stilted and uh, imperfect English. Almost like... Uh, that was a dubbing joke, and it didn't land well. And let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, so that, that was, those are our headlines. A nice, fun little episode. It was it was nice, little, uh, nice and fun to have a guest on uh, once again. Uh, we have, you know, having the other half of the Jump Point duo, uh, like we had Roberto before him, uh, Bryce. That's thank right. you for being on, Bryce. Uh, what do you got going me. on? Um, I've got a Patreon going on right now. I make music. Ooh. You might know that I make music. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm doing a Patreon to, to get listeners more involved. You can put word, you can submit words to the Patreon that inspire the songs that come out of it. Um, and cool. you'll get music a week before it goes on the stores. You'll get it before it goes on streaming services. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting dynamic and I hope that it proves, uh, fruitful. Uh, cause, I don't know. I I like having direction and and having the direction be led by the people who like my music for whatever reason uh is just it's it it feels good. It just feels good. Um that's patreon.com/neshcom n e s h c o m or follow me on Twitter p r y c a s. I'm showing on camera though you guys don't get to see it but I'm showing on camera the Mercury counter CD that I have uh which is Ooh. a fantastic disc. I'm so glad you like it. Yeah. And also, uh, Bright has his own website, unlike most of us, so, uh, neshcomplex.com. That's right. You can get your own physical CD of Mercury Counter. I will ship it from this box right down here, right next to me, uh, to your house. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I just started working on today is, uh, Mercury Counter the movie. Nice. Oh. Stay tuned. So stay tuned for that. Uh, of course, Y'all can keep staying tuned throughout this week. Uh, as we have these past couple of days, these next couple of days, we're going to have even more of our kind of year-end recap week. A lot of these little mini episodes that we're going to have fun doing, uh, t- just recapping what was 2014 and, uh, K-pop and a little bit of J-pop. So, and maybe, you know, in the end of the week, we're also going to do some predictions. So what's going to be next year's hashtag? Stay tuned. Hashtag Asian butt. Mm-hmm. It's not very big. It, 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 God damn it. Very big. No, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Not very big. Unless they do squats. 
Uh, unless it's yachting. Uh, but that's it. That's it for us. Uh, Kaz, you got anything yep. going on in the, in, in the world? The only thing I can allude people to is the chat room awards. I know I've said it before. I've made stupid tweets about it, but please, no, go, uh, vote. You can vote on things like, uh, Betch Twitch streamer, which, uh, Bryce is up for, uh, as well. As there was something else here. Best new podcast. Best, best multimedia project. Best <laughs> multimedia product. Product. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Uh, but definitely go to chatroom.us/awards. Vote for all the things. I plan vote on for being, multiple. Uh, vote for multiple IP addresses. Yeah. Vote early. Vote often. Multiple times. Uh, PD's in here days. for something. I'm in here for being racist because that's because <laughs> I opened my mouth on the internet. And that's yeah, that's right. This, this podcast is up for a racist, a, a, an advancement of racism award. Uh huh. Yeah. With our, with your, with your jump point co-host, where we try to Roberta. explain to Roberto the three powers of K-pop, which at this point is just the two powers because JYP be slipping. Uh, three powers of K-pop using a World War Two powers. Uh, I saw a bit of that. The axis of people. <laughs> Yeah, that happened. Uh, and us trying to uh, tell uh, Roberto why it was more offensive to compare the Korean group to the Japanese than necessarily Nazis. Because <laughs> I don't think we were able to say that, hey, to the Koreans, Japanese were their Nazis. <laughs> mm. uh, but b- before we get dig ourselves any deeper, that's it for us. Uh, PD Rave is me. Uh, Halijuku is a podcast. You can actually, if you want to learn how to spell it, it's right there in the middle. Uh, kpoppodcast.com for an easy way to uh, share it with your friends. iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. Subscribe, share, like, do as you please. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Peace. Fighting! <laughs>